Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, lawn care people, grass people, Ray, even the people that like recreational grass, you're all welcome here because it is Thirsty Thursday. We'll be with you here tonight. Uh, it's uh, it's just me and Ray tonight. Matt is uh, is working both first and second shift tonight. He's got a lot of stuff going on there at the plant, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna give him a little grace and let him do his thing. He might call in and swear at us. Who knows? But uh, you know, we had we had a guest tonight that has uh, some other plans that he's got to attend to, and so he's gonna shift his date. And we thought, Ray, what better than a Colin show because. We're right on the precipice right now. Here we are, May what, 20th? May, May 19th. May 19th, Ray, of mm-hmm. uh, some serious turf fucking going on here pretty soon. I, I got a feeling. We've got 90-plus degrees coming up here, Ray, for the first time uh, all season. Uh, tomorrow and Saturday, some rain showers, some humidity. So I've got a feeling people's buttholes are going to start puckering. And you know what, folks? Here we are, Ray. The Green Duck. What you don't know about Ray is that he's also licensed to inject Botox into and around your sphincter. And we're going to do that tonight <laughs> by taking live calls and talking about turf. Anything else, anything to do with hair, waxing, laser hair removal, anything like that, he cannot help you. Uh, that's actually Sheila's department. She does all that stuff. But, uh, you know, a couple of things. Ray, I wanted to bring something to your attention that I learned today. Uh, as I was uh, I was going about my travels, and I found uh, I was uh, given a situation or show, uh, shown a situation where uh, it had a a, a new uh, turf area, and I don't want to say what it is or anything like that, and give it away. New turf area, native soil, new construction put in, a lot of money spent to make this all happen, and uh, a the contractor that did it uh, was not necessarily a uh, a finisher. Uh, let's say a mm-hmm. landscaper of sorts, right? So he took our good old Ohio soil that usually ranges anywhere from oh, say like six point seven ish to seven point eight ish, right? And mm-hmm. uh, home homeboy because he's a farmer, uh, went ahead and put down twenty five pounds of lime per thousand on a soil that wow, ended up being really like a seven point two, seven point three. Whoa. So this, yeah, because that's what you do. That's what that's that. That was what he said. That's what you do is you lime the soil. You and, lime, wow. But wow. you know we've 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 heard all the experts chime in here as of late that you know soil testing really irrelevant. Don't need to do it. No big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say not so fast, right? Because if you live in Ray's world, you know that would be him saying, "Where's that?" Here it is. It's beginning to look a lot like I told you so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Caller, you're live. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to right now? Mr. DeMay. The, yeah, that's me. Who are you? This is uh, Tony Bowman. Oh, Tony snap. Bowman. The pride of so- pride of Southwest Ohio here on the line, and it's good. man, he is going to be feeling some heat here. Uh, it's it's going to be approaching uh, the first real need for gold bond here, Tony, down in your area, I believe, tomorrow. So please make sure that you are oh, stocked sure. up appropriately. Please make sure you're stocked up appropriately. For I can't sure. wait. 
until we have the uh, the buy my shit brand of Gold Bond. Ray, I can feel it coming. You know, really? Uh, well, uh, well, what is that? I, I I I think this was a joke, but then it turned into a real thing. But uh, I've seen like ads for this thing called get this one, Ryan, monkey butt powder. Yep, <laughs> uh, I've 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 played around with that before. You seen so. that? I, I have, that? you know, somebody's got to do something mm-hmm. to to get this down. Now, Tony, we digress. How can we help you this evening? Uh, well, things are getting a little crazy tonight. Tornado sirens uh, just went off, but uh, oh no, yeah, it's a little crazy here. Um, but I'm still on the uh, Ray plan of uh, lowering my pH, drop down some more sulfur uh, right right before the rain hit this evening um i'm just curious what, what do you guys think about um low release fertilizers um particular i've been using um that protein fertilizer that uh pete with gci turf uh uh-huh cells mm-hmm. is that good thing bad thing Man, a loaded question right off the bat. All right, let's let's leave the uh, the distributors at the door for a second, Ray, because I think we can separate those folks from the fertilizer that is in question here. So let's first talk about protein, uh, not T E I N, but T E N E, T E N E, yeah, protein. Yeah. So um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my view on Let's just talk about what the product's made of, and let me see if I can pull up a label for you, Jay Pink. Uh, so, for those of you playing Does that along go at crazy home, that with it, the soil temperatures, or yeah, it, it has an effect because it's so basically protein is a methylene urea uh, fertilizer. That's the uh, main source of nitrogen in that. And Ray, why don't you explain how temperature and moisture function together? to uh, exact the process that will uh, allow methylene urea to release. Can you explain that to Mr. Bowman? <laughs> Did I die? Did Ray no, die? No, Ray died. Oh, Ray died. Ray died. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Tony, here's the, here's the long and short of it is Methylene urea is broken down by microbes, and therefore you need soil moisture and you need soil temperature, most especially for that to take place. Um, you know, here in Ohio, and particularly where you're at in Ohio, a little bit warmer, kind of the armpit, uh, maybe even all the way down to the taint. Uh, it is, um, I don't think there's a problem in using it. I'm personally a fan of using those types of products, especially when you're challenged to get. Uh, multiple apps out so meaning that like through the summertime especially uh if you have a problem getting out and applying every say four to six weeks you know this is a product that you can use for eight to ten weeks and have you know pretty good results uh just be weird or wary though that uh if you get a lot of rain and you get a lot of heat all at once you know the release curve of that is going to increase dramatically meaning that uh same amount of nitrogen is going to come out. It's just going to come out over a very, you know, a much more truncated and shorter time period. Therefore, you could have, you know, surges in growth. And so, you know, we've seen that in certain okay. years where we've had abundantly wet years and or uh, hot uh, years as well. And so just, you know, kind of play that safe. You know, usually drier soil means uh, you're going to have 
little bit less of that release, but take it for what it's worth. Fine product to use, no no issues with it whatsoever, and uh, I would put it near the top of the heap in terms of slow release products that are out there in the marketplace. Most of the other ones, uh, in some way, shape, or form, are using uh, water, right? So passing through some type of wax membrane, plastic membrane, something like that, right? Some uh, polymers and whatnot to uh, diffuse nitrogen through the prill and out into the soil. So uh, those, you can end up with a lot more issues, especially if you get really wet because it releases just based on water. And so that could be the only problem. But uh, yeah, no problem with using it whatsoever. And uh, yeah, fight on. Okay. Cool. What else you got? Anything else good? Enjoy, I have. All right. Well, hey, thanks uh, for calling in. It's good hearing. Yeah, oh, what? What? Okay. All right. Well, listen. No, just, uh, get your ass down in the basement. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't be the guy standing out in the front porch looking at the tornado as it comes towards your house, okay? All right, Ryan. Thanks, man. We'll uh, scrap a margarita sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be down that way here probably next month, probably end of June. So I'll hit you up for sure. All right. Sounds good. Take Thanks, it man. easy, Tony. All right. You too. Bye now. Look at that. First call right from Ohio. Can't make this up. You can't script it, folks, because it is a live call-in show. And right now, I'm the only one here. J-Pink is probably being held at gunpoint by the terrorists in the control room right now. Wallace. There's no doubt about it. He's holding me Wallace, at gunpoint. Yes. Yeah, probably. Blink once if you're safe, J-Pink. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so a couple other things here that uh, we have heard uh, quite a bit about here as of late is some of the uh, the fungicide asks that we've gotten, right? So in terms of which products should we be using, how frequently we should be using them, what are uh, some of the pitfalls, right, when it comes to fungicide application techniques and best practices that we see? And so uh, probably the number one thing when we ask folks, and this is both in our, you know, our work time and then in our, uh, you know, Thirsty Thursday burn and return time. Uh-oh, is this. Somebody calls in during the middle of it. Caller, you're live. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? I, uh, we're actually speaking to a 1988 Buick LeSabre, is what it sounds like. Caller, can you hear me? <laughs> I think they got Caller scared. can't hear me. They got scared. How do you get scared? You're talking to a fat guy about grass on YouTube, and there's like 80 people watching. Who cares, man? Let it loose. Live a little. Okay? wrong with that how many other people are getting up here all right so the back to the fungicide thing so one of the big things that uh let's see here one of the big things that uh we have heard about and are asked the question of has been hey do you have your sprayer calibrated and this goes for if you have a ride-on sprayer you know and you're a pro backpack sprayer stuff like this and i will tell you that who I want to say probably about 70% of people give you a half-baked to negative answer. Like, eh, I think it's calibrated all the way down to no. I don't calibrate. I just know what it does, you know. Um, so the first thing I would say is if you were going to 
go to the lengths of applying fungicides, especially sprayable fungicides, get yourself calibrated. All right, let's see who this is. Collar, you're live. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking tonight? Hey, Ryan, this is, uh, this is Tim in Southern California. Tim in Southern California. What's going on, my man? Yeah. Hey, so I got a question about high pH soil. Um, okay. My pH is 7.7, and I've been working on it, adding sulfur. I haven't gotten to the citric acid yet, but um, I'm curious, as the temp as the temperature gets warm, mm-hmm. um, does, a, does a, a lawn with a high pH, is it more susceptible to stress uh, from heat? No, I, I, I'm not aware of any uh, research that backs that up. No, uh, nothing like that. I think what you might find, right, is that, you know, certain... Uh, nutrients are uh, a little bit less available in theory, right, at that higher pH, namely phosphorus, right? So from the standpoint of, you know, do we have uh, lower phosphorus in the plant? Maybe. And could we have, you know, some compounding effects of, you know, poor root development, something like that? So what I would say to that, right, Tim, is number one first is check your roots. They're going to tell you the whole story, right? Because do you have, what kind of grass are you growing out there? Thank you. All right, that's I, I, this is who I thought you were. Okay, just like right. uh, who's that Dennis Allen, <laughs> the football? Guy. You are, you are who we thought you were. Okay, so in that case, I would really be looking at your roots and looking at them often. What I mean by that is uh, taking a soil probe, right, just a little half-inch soil probe, pull those out just a couple of spots once a week or so, and check and see how you know. Number one, uh, how much mass do we have? You know, in terms of root density. Uh, and number two would be just root vigor. So do we see white roots that are actually, you know, pushing down and trying to, um, you know, go further down in the soil? Now, you get into really, really hot temperatures, right, triple digits or, or something like that, and soil temperatures are in the 90s, you shouldn't see a whole lot of that. And, you know, what I would say there re- re- regarding um, pH, right, would be uh, a couple of things. One, you do need that heat to lower your pH if you are using elemental sulfur. So, you know, try and use that to your advantage, but be uh, a little bit careful given your location, given the amount of heat. You also have to have plenty of water in the soil for that reaction to take place, right? So just be mindful of those two things if you're really committed to that program. It's not, you know, just the apps. It's also uh, making sure that you're using the weather to your advantage, number one, and number two, the soil moisture, which I know can be challenging in your location. So just, you know, keep those things in mind uh, as you're working on pH. As far as stress goes and, and, and things like that, you know, heat stress is one that is uh, a, a difficult thing to overcome, and particularly with fescue and the water use that it uh, has. So folks will say that, hey, it's very drought resistant and things like that. It is very drought resistant, but one of the things that, that you won't probably know is that it also consumes the most amount of water of, of uh, cool season grasses, right? So it can resist drought for a very long time, but when it wants to become... Uh, fully hydrated again, you know, to, to use sort of a, a layman's term, it needs a lot more water than most grasses. So uh, that'll being said, I would really just be careful with the moisture management. Uh, that's going to be a, a real key to keeping it out of a stressful situation. And then also too is uh, with your pH modification program, just make sure you're using, again, temperature and heat to your advantage to try and drive that down a little bit. 
Hopefully it frees up some of the stuff that's there and you have better success. How is it hanging in there so far this year? It's doing better than last year. So all I can ask is for, you know, improvement year over year. So um, I, I do have one question about the sulfur, though. I, yeah. I thought it was supposed to back off uh, before I hit, like, the really hot summer months, like a month or two before. Oh, that, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. The sulfur, I, yep. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, we, so that's what I'm saying is you, your heat, when I say your heat, I mean, like, your, right. and I remember having this discussion with you. I think it was on a Zoom. I think it was on, like, a, a power hour or something that we did for Burn and Return. So, and I think what we talked about there was, you know, your spring, the latter half of your spring and the beginning part of your fall are much more in tune with uh, a traditional summer-like pattern here in the Midwest and other areas that, you know, we'd be recommending sulfur applications even through the summer. So, the triple-digit stuff, the June, July, August stuff, yeah, you don't necessarily want to do that. So, you know, your last app, I think, is of when we had that discussion was basically about now. You know, maybe just a little <laughs> bit sooner. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, now you're on the mechanical bull, man, and uh, you got a you got a firecracker over there on the joystick moving you all around. That's that's what's going on right now. Can I keep doing the Citric through the summer, or back off that? I've I've got no problem with it, Ray. What do you think? Actually, uh, I'm okay with it, provided you got water. Okay. I'm okay with it, provided you got water, because the rules for well, doing wa- citric carrier volume and are, irrigation, right? That's right. I mean, because the, the thing that I want to see is, are you able to spray out that pound of citric in enough water so that you also have time to start hitting the irrigation, getting that off of the grass leaves? And then into the soil because, for example, one pound per gallon of water allowed to dry on the grass leaves, that's kind of corrosive. That is kind of corrosive. I mean, that's going to turn the grass essentially into a pickle. And knowing that... I'm getting excited. No, my preference is, is... is to try to only do that if I know it can get watered in. I mean, this is not an application where you can put it out and say it's going to rain this Saturday, for example. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. You got the you got in the chat here. You got uh, J Farm say spray with the sprinklers on. You can do that. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> hey, thanks, Nate, for the, thanks for the information, guys. I just want to say you're awesome. I appreciate everything you do. And uh, just uh, thanks so much. No, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Tim. Come join us on the next uh, Power Hour because I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll dish out even more than we just did right here. So thank you, sir. All right, thanks. <laughs> Have a great night. Look at that. Calling in. We got, oh, we got Ohio, Ray. We've got California. Multiple time zones mm-hmm. being represented. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, oh, and you know, look who just joined the chat. Ben Brinkman, will you be quiet? Can you please pipe down, uh, Ben Brinkman? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know yeah. if Ben Brinkman's ever made a phone call in here. If he did, it was probably a prank call. It was probably uh, dirty and derogatory things said. 
I would think. Uh, you know, and, maybe he'll call and, in. Yeah. Maybe we can feel the peer pressure, Ben. Feel it. <laughs> right there. Call I me. dare you. I dare oh, you. Oh, Ben's, Ben's got... I'll tell you what, Ben asks questions from time to time. They're very they're very incisive questions. They're very good questions. So mm-hmm. I was talking about uh, some of the questions that have been coming into us, Ray, and about how uh, I would say no mathematical uh, data here to back this up, but about 70% of folks, when we ask them, hey, you know, you, you're going to go make fungicide applications this summer because you feel like you're worried, nervous, concerned, whatever, and their sprayers, when you go to ask them, hey, are they calibrated, they give you somewhere between a... I think so, and now I don't calibrate my sprayer. So, you know, my my thing is, uh, if you're going to spend all that money, if you're going to put all that time and effort into spraying it, like, wouldn't you want it to make sure it goes down accurately, evenly? So, I think the sprayer calibration piece is a big thing. People are missing this. There's no doubt about it. And then, uh, you know, from a disease ID standpoint, you know, we talk about this a lot. I think people yes. are already freaking out about abiotic stresses they see in their lawn, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking it's disease and then spraying fungicide for it when there's nothing there and only causing themselves more harm uh, than good. Because I know how you feel about people applying things when they don't need to be applied. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... I believe uh, they call that the spray and pray. Yeah, that's called spray and pray. That's called... the. Uh... Just uh, doing, doing, and overdoing. And my saying about that is, when you do that, what do you get, uh, Ryan Demi? You get a pile of doo-doo. You do. <laughs> and uh, not only that, but, you know, talking about fungicide resistance and things like that, and it just it leads you down a path that is extremely dangerous, uh, and I don't know why. Wow, this is, wow. Yeah, yeah. Jay Pink just sent us a mailbag question that came in, and this is mm-hmm. uh, what? The heck? Oh. Okay, caller. All right. Caller, you're live. This is Porno Movie Phone. Good evening, sir. How are y'all doing tonight? We're we're doing good. Uh, are you going to the? Uh, are you going to the Fort Worth uh, Pornoplex 10, or are you going to the uh, the Dallas Dick Drillers uh, 27 Multiplex? I'm going to the Dallas Dick Drillers since it's a shorter drive and gas is $5 a gallon. <laughs> my, oh, that's right. Well, I think I think Thursday is uh, $2 special night. You know, you can, you can watch half-price, you know, second-run mm-hmm. movies there. So I'd encourage that. That would be a good one. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I have something I would like to share with you and Ray, if you don't mind. Please. Please. Yes. Okay, so yesterday yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday, man. And, yeah, and so mm-hmm. for uh, for my for my birthday, my kids bought me a T-shirt, and my wife gave me a piece of ass. The problem is both of them were two sizes too big. Good night. Yeah. Mm. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Listen. <laughs> Yep, yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that was our good friend Derek, also known as Love My Lawn, and Derek always, always and forever has jokes. Uh, he will never not have jokes. There will always be jokes when Derek's around. 
So, Derek, thanks for calling yeah. in, man. We appreciate that. We need we thanks. need to pick me up sometimes like that. So yeah. Uh, we, all right. We need there a, is a mailbag. He needed humor. He needed. He did. He needed. He needed that. the humor. Needed that. I tried to. Yeah. He needed that. I tried to introduce him into uh, one of his favorite uh, pre-show skits of all time that I, I I did apparently. But all right. Oh man. No mailbag yet. Caller, you're live. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Caller? Is that you? Hello, my fescue freaks. How's it going? Oh, boy. Hey, uh, listen, <laughs> uh, this, is the, uh, this is the sponsor of one of our segments who gives us absolutely zero dollars for doing it. And we're okay with that because hey, now. Uh, I'm a patron. nothing I'm is a patron. nothing, nothing is free, right? Nothing is free. No, 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 no. You, you're a patron. That's fine, but you can't. We can't trade free goods because listen, if there's one thing Joe doesn't like, it's people getting free shit for not doing anything. He hates it. He's morally and ethically it. against it. See? I hate it. See, I know you, Joe. I know you, Joe. If you don't know who we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, I'd encourage you to check us out. Uh, we tape Sunday nights on a show called Burn and Return. That's also on this channel. And uh, if you want to listen to it live as we record it, you can check out www.patreon.com forward slash burn and return. You can go ahead and click on there. And uh, for far less than the price of an airport beer, Ray, because I was in the airport last weekend and shit is getting expensive uh, in the airport. Inflation. Uh, you are definitely able to get a beer for uh, you know, it's you're not getting anything for ten bucks. It's just not happening anymore. So uh, go over there, join, wow. listen to us talk because on Sunday nights, uh, when we record that, we do a segment called Joe Knows Turf, and uh, Joe is uh, Ray. I can't even describe. He's kind of like our mascot in a way of. A guy just like us who just basically does not give a shit and is out to just tell people what he really thinks. And I think that that inspires us to do more. And it really pisses a lot of people off too, at the same time, apparently. But all right. Yeah. So I digress. I'm going I'm going on I'm going on and on. Uh I'm practicing your eulogy. Uh so <laughs> what is going on? How is the lawn looking? Are we how organic of lawn warrioring are we doing right now? Uh, we're not doing too organic anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, I think right. of what the lawn looks like now, but um, <laughs> I, I t uh, to be honest with you, the lawn looks probably the best it ever has. Um, yes. hey, God's doing Joe, it. Joe, God's pause real quick. What's that? Pa pause real quick. I want you to take your yeah. arm. Watch if you're watching me. I want you to extend it all the way out as far as you possibly can, okay? And then I want you to reach okay. over your shoulder right there like that. Okay. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. You're doing great, man. You're doing wonderful. <laughs> all right. Okay? Thank you. Stand fine Thank work. You. All right. Now, go ahead and continue. Um, yeah, so lawn's looking great. Um, I couldn't be happier. My program's going really well. I put down my second app probably a week and a half ago. Um, I know the topic's going to come up eventually. We're already seeing the YouTube videos out there for dethatchers. And do you really need a dethatcher launch is my question. 
you know, this really, my lawn, I would say that I pretty much started over again, as you guys know, from my Thirsty Thursday in December. So it's really <laughs> the first year that this lawn's really been established and it's really thriving. So do you really need to do that was... lawn? And what are the signs no. that you really need to? No. Because I know we're going to see these YouTube videos coming up where you need to detach, you need to take it down, you know, so for overseeding time. I mean, I know we're only in... Uh, we're only going into the beginning of June, but I just know those videos are coming. Okay. Uh, I'll say a little bit, then I'll let Ray say a little bit, then we'll, 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 we'll kind of take, we'll, we'll tag team this here. Um, yeah. <laughs> first of all, I'll give you the consultant answer. It depends. Um, but generally speaking, no, you do not need to do this. And, uh, we've had this discussion multiple times about, you know, why, why there's always this, it, it, it seems like there's this pace and rhythm to the YouTube content calendar that, you know, things come out and whether they make sense or not, they come out in, in mass. So, uh, you know, just because everybody's doing it, eh, doesn't necessarily mean everybody should be doing it. So I agree. Ray, let, let's talk about rather why you wouldn't. What are the cases that you would dethatch? And let's start in your neck of the woods in general, mm -hmm. warm season grasses. What is the case for dethatching? Case for dethatching is when a mat or dense carpet of dead, non decomposable material is basically keeping the turf area from absorbing any more water and any more nutrients and essentially people lay people here say rather accurately it looks like the grass is strangling itself and as far as detaching goes i often am under the impression that the need to desatch is often a creation of how that lawn or that turf area has been maintained. In other words, people can do things with their lawn so that they don't need to go through that pain of desatching. Because do you know what I dislike about desatching? Lay it on me. What's that? Imagine getting almost covered head to toe in basically grass dust dry grass dust i mean it gets everywhere mm -hmm. and yeah. okay and the way that i see you don't create this problem for yourself is ask yourself are you fertilizing too much are you mowing low enough and often enough so that your grass is not developing this mat of crap. Uh, you know, those are some things that I ask. I also ask, are you overwatering? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something else that I ask. And even in the case of a cool season turf area, uh, my question about over fertilizing will come up as well. Not necessarily mm -hmm. low, mowing low if you're keeping turf type tall fescue for example but my question will come up are you feeding that grass more than it actually needs yeah 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, does it actually need that stuff that you're spreading and spraying on it every seven to 14 days? Does it need it? No. And no. so, you know, Satch to me is often a symptom. And when I see Satch, I often start to dig into what else has been done to this lawn up to this point, such that this lawn has Satch. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, so let me let me talk about cool season here for a minute. I think uh, on cool season, and particularly in lawns, uh, some things that are important to note, right? And the more information you have in the background, the better decisions you can make. So first is this, is understanding how and when your lawn was established. Sometimes you'll have access to this information, sometimes you won't. And the reason I yeah. say that is you're much more likely to see thatch in a sodded lawn than you would be in a seeded lawn. And part of the reason that is just, you know, sod production techniques, but mostly is that, you know, some of the cultivars they select, not all that they select, are going to be very aggressive uh, sod formers. And in that, they're going to create a, 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 a lot of thatch. Now, uh, seed companies and the research has gotten a lot better in terms of trying to select for, you know, vigorous um, sod formers that don't produce a ton of thatch. But again, if your lawn was put in, you know, say anywhere from like, you know, 10 to 30 years ago from sod, it's very likely that it's going to be a big time thatch former if you're feeding a lot and if you are, um, you know, watering it, if you, you know, watering it extensively. So those would be things to watch out for there. Uh, you know, the other thing too um, would be, you know, just looking at your thatch levels. I would be perf perfectly fine on a, a normal lawn of having a thatch layer that is, you know, up to, say, three quarters of an inch to an inch. And the reason mm -hmm. I say that is it, it would be the, the equipment that is available right now for dethatching is simply going to take a long time and a lot of repeated applications to make a dent in something like that. Uh, that's, just, mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. You get up in a more professional, you know, professional uh, equipment and things like that. You can make a bigger dent and move the needle a lot faster and a lot further uh, at one time. So, uh, in a seated situation, uh, far less likely to see it. And again, what, what Ray was saying on the warm season side, managing and managing water, right, uh, is going to be, uh, or are both of those things are going to be uh, the two key critical components uh, to doing this. The other thing too is the age of the lawn, right? So. If you're in your house, Joe, and your lawn looks, you know, fairly mature, I understand that, you know, you sprayed out and just uh, went ahead and overseeded into it, right? You didn't move a bunch of soil or do anything crazy, right, when you did yours? Well, I mean, from the pictures from the Thursday Thursday that I did from with you guys, um, I mean, I pretty much, you know, you, I started over again last year. It was pretty much, pretty much down the bare dirt. I mean, I did put topsoil out. Which level it in certain spots but not not topsoil compost i should say um mm -hmm. and you know so i definitely have some power in my yard from probably that stirring stuff up but pretty much when i went before i put down the compost i did dethatch as much as i could get out dead stuff that was there so i mean essentially i did start over i pretty much bare dirt again last september so this, I would say, this is the first year that's fully 
establish as long as I can get it through the summertime, which I think I will. Um, and there's, you know, still a good amount of grass there come, you know, this fall overseed, which I think I should. Um, but I think for this situation for this year, I think I should be good for V-fashion wise. Yeah, I, I don't see a, a real need to. Again, uh, the cases I describe would be, you know, more mature lawns that have been overfed and overwatered for a significant number of years. And like what Ray was saying, you know, what, what ends up happening with excessive thatch? Like, what is the need to do it? It would be, again, yeah. an excessive level of thatch there. You're going to have hydrophobic conditions, so that thatch is going to repel water, right, from getting down into and infiltrating the soil. Uh, the other thing that you can do and have problems with are particularly soil-applied uh, pesticides, uh, namely, Ray, the neonicotinoids are famous for getting trapped up in that thatch layer um, and not being able to move down to the soil where they need to be uh, to be at the target for mode of action that they they require. So, That's correct. all that yeah. being said, and, the other thing, mm-hmm. too, is... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you know those sod farming forming varieties of cool season grass yep aren't they not selected for thriving and maintaining turf density at a lower height of cut as is done on say a football field uh definitely there's there's some truth to that and i think that's one case there where sports turf is probably one of the outliers where you do need to have no, not a considerable, but uh, thatch is okay in, in sports turf. That's, and I don't mean like an excessive sure. amount, but you need something there, right? That's the interaction point between the cleat of the athlete and the surface uh, that you've prepared. So that, that's an important distinction. For me, even in a low-cut residential lawn, uh, yeah. I, can to- I can tolerate about a half to three quarters of an inch of material between the grass and the soil. I let that be. I actually Mm -hmm. let that be. And my reason for letting that be is so that the turf area can keep out its own weeds and it doesn't need as much water. Because I've seen instances where... I've seen instances where somebody has managed to not have any material between the grass and the soil. And that is a turf that is hanging by a thread because the first hot day comes along, that grass suffers. Uh, You have a problem and your irrigation doesn't work for a week. And you have a real problem. And so I consider a little bit of material to be a buffer against issues. But on the other hand, I think my stopping point would be is say that person has like an inch, inch and a half or more. And it's to the point where it's keeping water and agronomic materials from getting down. Yeah, then that's mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's too much. The other thing, the other thing I can see, Joe, I'll say this, you know, kind of wrap up here on on that question. There is, um, 
you know, where I can see, you know, something like a Sunjo or something like that being effective is more in what we like to call texture management, meaning, uh, especially if you have a uh, rhizomatous grass like Kentucky bluegrass, right, or uh, a grass that has stones like Bermuda grass is, you know, slicing into that to create additional growing points, right, and basically thin out the canopy to a certain extent, try to get it to grow a little bit more upright and create more growth points uh, so that it will continue to fill in, you know, more densely. Now, all that being said, it's kind of getting a little late in the game. you got to be really making sure that you're chooching here uh, and you're not going to do this on, you know, turf that is not healthy or turf that is uh, in any way compromised or could become compromised giving the uh, weather forecast that's coming. So to all the people that are in the Midwest and have two days of 90-plus weather and they're going to go out and uh, do something like this, I would strongly caution you to just wait until next week if you want to do it. Otherwise, uh, it's not 100% necessary at all. So, Joe, what other questions do you have? Um, I have another question, but I'll I'll hold it for another live show. It's more tour to the fall time i always try and prepare myself you know for ahead of time kind of thing and just looking ahead to the future so i'll leave it for another call and show and i think it'll make it for another good topic but i just wanted to get that one in because i know those youtube videos are coming soon um but i mean it's amazing what results you get with less product good quality product and that's what i've seen this year and like I said, I couldn't be happier with how things are turning out so far. <laughs> Wait, we're, listen, uh, despite what everybody says about you, we're proud of you, uh, number one. And two, uh, you can't hold a grudge as good as you can without always looking forward, Joe, and that's what we appreciate about you. Yep. And I uh, just want to give a quick <laughs> shout-out to everybody in the chat, all my fescue freaks in the chat, and I'll leave you guys to it. <laughs> Have a good night, night Joe. We love you. Good night, Joe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ray, the guy, the guy. You know, you have that friend, no, Ray, that, you know, it, it, you, you, you know he's, he's going to say something and you're just going to be like, fuck, did he really say that? And you shake your head hey. and you smile at the same time. That's, that's Joe. That's Joe. I have a lot of friends like that, Uh-oh. so I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> caller, you're live. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Hello? Hello? Hello. Who is this? I'm calling from the 330 area code, Mr. DeMay. I I, uh, I grew up. That's where my roots are. Uh, I love the 330. And uh, where where can you... Can you tell me what county? If you can give me a county, that'll that'll help me out. Medina. 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 Medina County. Well, this wouldn't have to be Pat, is it? You're going to have to chill out, sir. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Pat Kelly is up way, way past his bedtime right now. I hope everybody knows that this is a special uh, encore I don't know if uh, you know his family went into the bedroom and said, "Hey, hey, listen, Ray and, and Ray and Ryan are on there," and they all came with lighters, and and Pat was just like, "Fuck it, I'll go back out and do one more." Here we go, and I, and he's here to talk to us, and we're so happy for him. So, uh, you need to chill out because listen, 
I've seen pictures of your lawn here recently, and I'm just <laughs> like, man, what the fuck? What what the fuck is this guy doing? And I mean that with all due respect and sincerity. I mean, like it is uh, to use to to co up Matt and AVE's phrase. It is chooching right now. It's looking good. Yeah, thanks. And it's all due to the one uh, one diet, one one one. And yeah, and you know what? You needed that. You needed that in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I have a question about managing, don't cringe, Ray, my non-irrigated turf going into summer. Um, okay. So every, oh, well, you cringing. know how dry it can get in Ohio, Ryan. Um and I have about 30,000 square feet of turf, and it's just not Whew. feasible to to irrigate it or put in the system right now. Um, do you have any strategies so my lawn can chill out for the summer? Well, um, non-irrigated is tough. Well, I mean, it's not going to die. I mean, it always comes back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly. Most of it does. So, okay, um, a, a, a few things here. Non-irrigated turf in Ohio, I, you know, a ton of experience with this, is this um, making the most of the weather that you do get, right? So uh, I know you have a zero turn. You probably don't have – do you have anything you can pull behind and, you know, pull some plugs out or do anything to, like, you know, open the soil up at all with that? With that rig? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have a front mounted hitch. Um so I do have a power rake that uh I use oh, to shit. break out debris. Mm-hmm. You know, just um get off topic there, but I may purchase a uh aerator attachment for it. So I can hammer mm-hmm. it. I think something like that would be fine, and I don't even necessarily need think it needs to be one that you can pull plugs with. I think it could be fine with, you know, a solid tine or a spike or something like that. And the reason I say that, right, is I know that uh, you know, the soils in your area aren't terrible. There's there's some pretty productive crops and crop and cropland up there. So that being said, I think you know when you do have a rain coming in, is trying to open that some bitch up a little bit and make sure you get you know, good uh, infiltration into your soil. That's a, you know, just a little trick, you know, that we that I used to use in some cases, right, on unirrigated. I know you have a fancy-dancy uh, new sprayer out there. What are your thoughts <laughs> on throwing a little bit of wetting agent out there at that? I understand it's 30,000 square feet, but, you know, there's some economical ones that are meant for, you know, that are marketed mainly to, like, golf course fairways and rough that would totally fit the bill for you. And I think be not too spendy. Are you into that? I'm very into that. Look at that. <laughs> we just we, we had a moment right there. He thought about it for a second, and he was like, "Am I into what Demay is saying?" And then he thought, "Yeah, I'm really into that." Yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> you're not the first person to say that today to me either, Pat. So I just want you to know that. Okay, take a number and chill out. So. Uh, <laughs> You, I mean, you're special, but I mean, you're only special for nine fifty-seven on a Thursday night, man. Like, 
you gotta <laughs> you gotta know your place. All right, so let me uh, see I'll- if I can dig up dig up a label here. Oh man, hang on a second. It's gonna take me a minute because yeah. there are yeah because a couple uh, of good ones here for that size turf area, Ryan. I consider the the wedding agents intended for fairways to be probably a wise choice and economical because do you know when one of those wedding agents becomes expensive is when you're trying to do that to just a 5,000 square foot lawn, right? Then you've bought Mm -hmm. a two and a half gallon bottle that you essentially are going to own for the rest of your life. (laughs) Where if you have some, go ahead. Like if you have some substantial area, then, then that bottle becomes worth it because uh, 32 to 64 ounces per acre, for example, that's a typical application uh-huh. rate for one of those materials. And then it becomes worth it. Then it becomes totally worth sure. it. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely where we need to go. Man, I can't find yeah. the price. Okay, I'll get the label pulled up here. But anyway... um. That's kind of where I would be is is looking at something like that, and, and I would even say this, Pat, is don't necessarily have to do the whole thirty thousand square feet. You know, do you know do a small plot as as big as you want to spray. What's your on your calibration? Because I know you got a big boy pump on that uh, that little sprayer. What what does a tank cover? Like if you have a full tank in that some bitch, what's mm-hmm. it covering uh, square footage wise? Um. So. I just spent, what did I spray? Sprayed some uh, feature. My first time kind of actually using it because I don't want (laughs) to use something a little potent trying to calibrate it. But I've, oh, yeah. It's got a five and a half gallon pump. It does have a 10 foot boom, but (laughs) I, that's a little too much to manage. So, I collapsed it. Oh, I got to I got to ease into it. You know, just the tip. All Maybe. right, all right, JT. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Um, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to take full length. It's, it's twenty six gallons, and I sprayed probably probably twenty thousand square feet. Pretty easy. Oh wow, Ray! Ray just got a chubby because you're. You're up. You're up over a gallon for thousand. So, all right. We yeah. Got to work yeah. With here, I, so, yeah. Forgive me, but but then that well, all it would mean is that in order to get you so that that twenty six gallon tank covers your twenty six thousand square foot area dead on is, do you have the capability of fine tuning the flow and the pressure to the boom? Do you have that? Co- capability yeah um it does have a pressure regulator and it okay seems like because it does really really well at like 40 psi running three nozzles when the booms collapse okay because what i would tell you at that point is try this again at say 35 psi and see what happens because you know the reason why I'm such a fan of these sprayers that have highly adjustable regulators is that even for myself, 
I do it too, where I'm adjusting pressure to make it so that application goes down at what I want it to be. And I'm not at the mercy of, oh, this is what the sprayer does. And so that's it. No, I, I have the ability to get my application volume such that, okay, I need a gallon per thousand. Great. This is what I have to do to get that gallon per thousand, period. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this you know. Is, I like it's a nice. It's a nice little product here. So, okay. Uh, thanks to Evie, who mm -hmm. threw up. Uh, there, there's one from Helena that I like. Um, but, yeah, Evie threw up a good one here from Winfield Pro. It's like 193 bucks for a two and a half. Goes out at a gallon per thousand, or a gallon per acre, rather, three ounces per thousand. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is the, is it the bi-weekly? That's the bi-weekly rate. Monthly rate is two gallons per acre, or six fluid ounces mm -hmm. per thousand. So I think you could use something like this, uh, Pat, and we'll throw this up in the chat. I'll get a link over here so you can take a look at this. But this would be something to, you know, fuck around and find out with, and I would do it on you know, five, maybe 10,000 square feet, you know, so somewhere between, uh, you know, 15 and 30% of the lawn and just see what happens. And really what you're going to want to do with this product, right, is time it up when, okay, I know that I've got a rain coming, put it out, you know, as, as close to that as you possibly can. I know that can be challenging and everything with schedules and everything that's going on in people's lives, but try and do that and stick with it. And it, it's not going to be something that you see uh, like instant mad results, like, oh, hey, like a month later, like I'm seeing huge gains. It's going to be something that, you know, uh, is, is a season-long thing that you commit to and do. And I think that would be very telling is, as to uh, what you see. Monthly applications, you know, you can kind of fudge it a little bit. If you got some rain coming up and it's been three, three and a half weeks, I would send it, especially if there's no more rain on the horizon, something like that. And conversely, if it's been okay. really, really wet, you don't necessarily need to apply at that four-week uh, interval. You know, you can back off and wait until you think, okay, hey, this might be the last one. Go out there, send it, and give it a shot. I'm thinking, you know, uh, in, in a typical setting, I would say four apps, you know, so May, June, July, August. If you really wanted to stretch one into September, you could. But I think in your area, especially being on the northern half of the state, uh, things are pretty moderate, and we've got some decent rains um, in the fall, it seems yeah. like anyway, even though September's supposed to be the driest month, but eh, not so much lately. Not so much. Yeah. But it seems let me like get this link. July, August, September are the driest around here. Yep. It is yeah. true. Well, and uh gotta have something you gotta have something to lean on. So let me see if I can find this. Also uh soak war from uh See, on supply, supply. let me see because i think that one would do trick as well choose an option two and a half mm -hmm. not i'm also scales, two, a half, a two and a half gallon jug of step 10 plus i'm going to Ooh. apply mm. no I, mm -hmm. I saw our Pennsylvania golf course super friend Napoleo. He, he he had some really good results on his own turf throughout the drought last summer. So we'll uh, yeah, 
put that. I'm a big fan. Well. I'm a big fan. Oh man. So okay. Uh, you know, I would say let me take a look because Socor's got the. Yeah, the the Socor from uh, Lawn Supply Company also a good option. So we'll throw both of those links up there, and you can take your pick. They're right around the same price, pretty much. And uh, I'm anxious. You got to post pictures, dude. You can't just like blue balls on this one and be like, "Oh man, I'm going to do it," and then you just come on and post like <laughs> you know a text update on the Discord of, "Hey, I sprayed today. I sprayed with the wedding agent." Like, and no pics. It's don't don't be that guy. All right. I'll send the Please. money shot. Please, well, and, and extend those booms out to 10 feet, you know. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Okay? And treat your turf. Okay. It's there. That's what you bought that That's spider right. for. So, hell yes. Absolutely. All right. Listen, I appreciate you calling in. It was lovely to talk to you. It was nice of you to, to, to speak with us tonight. I appreciate it. Ray appreciate it. I appreciate all the help and strategy. That's very helpful. So, uh, I just have to leave you. Two, with this, you both have to chill out for the rest of the night, okay? God. This fucking guy. This this fucking guy. (laughs) We love you, Pat. We love you. Yeah. All right. We love you. Have a good night. And very much. Love you, too. Take her easy. Take her easy. Another usual suspect, if uh, if you don't know. Uh, I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pat Pat is one of the most serious goofballs you'll ever meet. Like that's the best mm-hmm. way to describe him. All right, uh, caller, you're walking into a little bit of a. It's not a dumpster fire. It's more of like a <laughs> campfire that's near a dumpster. How are you this evening? Who are we? Who are we talking to? Well, I'm no love my loans. But I'm so thirsty oh my to not God. throw salt in my yard. Oh, but you my could God. refer to me as Ted Nugent of Lawn Care. Oh, yeah. Is this yeah. is? I know who this is. is this the part? Yeah, absolutely. I know who this is. <laughs> this is yeah. This is uh, sweaty. This is sweaty Teddy Ray, and he's going to mm-hmm. help us release the stranglehold on his nutrients by applying some magic product. What do we need to do tonight, uh, Sweaty Teddy? Is it is it is it Dirt Booster? Is it Super Juice? Is it uh, finger blasting the lawn with Green Shocker? What what are we gonna do tonight, Ted? <laughs> Tell me, please. I need to hear it. We're gonna do two in the green, one in the dirt. That's and the way to do it right there. Beat. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. All right, what are we talking about? Let's 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 hear it. All right, so we are a major, major, major drift drought, or uh, like drought. Um, huh? Let's see, I've talked to, we're on a major drought over here. Uh-huh. Oh, also, Ray, by the way, um, yeah. I ran that combo yesterday. Mm-hmm. That you and me <laughs> talked about Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Total nuke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had just enough. I had great. just enough Timazine to do it. All right, all right. <laughs> but again, like I talked to you um, earlier in Dirty, um, the whole they want fire ants, fleas, and ticks. Mm-hmm. I'm seriously thinking 
Carbaryl, um, Tekka, and maybe Sopper. Or do I need that? Sopper. Well, the the thing about the uh, Cyper is that Cyper is fast, but it has not much of a residual. So you always so need that, something. I, you always need something with some more I, of a residual because Cypermethrin, I consider that really hit and run if it's sprayed out outdoors and in the environment because I also know cypermethrin as this termiticide called demon max and yeah that didn't work for shit back then okay well that's because even when cypermethrin is applied underneath a house for termites at best you have a one-year half-life at best so that's that's and and outdoors in the environment exposed to sun and air and water at best, you maybe get about a week of half-life out of cypermethrin. But what's in its favor is that cypermethrin kills most insects dead yesterday. It's fast. Right. It's fast. So, so I, was thinking, that's, I was thinking maybe throw that as maybe a little bit of a kicker, but run well, XTF and mm-hmm. carbaryl. With Tekka? Yeah, yep. I mean, I, I see where you're going with this, and that is uh, because... I got to do a blanket a spray, sp- and then I got to do a, uh, like, you know, my still 420-ish, whatever the uh, backpack mystery is. Right, right, because I told you that for ticks, especially the ticks that carry Lyme disease, it is very important to cover vegetation up to a height of at least 10 feet, because do you know what ticks actually do? Ticks actually live in the vegetation, and they will literally drop down when something walks by. That's what ticks do. Right. So you've got to make sure that that vegetation is covered. And... Yeah, I, I want a uh, Chernobyl of kill all insects, <laughs> but I know I can't well, legally do Termidor HE. Yeah, right, right. Well, exactly. And uh, even Termidor, the thing about Termidor is that that is more effective in instances where it is underneath the house, and it's protected from sunlight and air and water. That's where that's where it's. Yeah, so it goes into trench, and then you cover it back right, up. and then, and then you cover it back up over top. Right, or else uh, I, I'm familiar with uh, Termidor being injected uh, sub concrete slab, like underneath the concrete slab, where there's no air Same or way, water drew, or anything. You, yeah, you drill the holes. Or yeah, you drill um, the holes in the porches. You, you do the same thing. You suspend that, and then you like soak it that way too. Right. So then, that's why I'm I'm not necessarily a fan of broadcasting fipronil products outdoors because you actually don't get the residual out of it anyway. Yeah, you don't really get the residual. Uh, it's better to 
not do that because the problem with fipronil is that fipronil is very toxic to fish and shellfish. That's its problem. Well, there's is no that, fish nowhere near well, this. It's a well, but, but then, condo that's 0.3 acres. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing then is that even then, it's not necessarily the, the best thing for even ticks uh, because, again, on a plant, it, it's half I, I do have a question limited. for you here in a minute. Sure. But go ahead with this one. Okay. Uh, the thing is, is that on the other hand, I know something like, say, bifenthrin or microencapsulated lambda cyhalothrin, which is like demand CS, that has a certain amount of residual on foliage and vegetation. Yeah, yeah, we talked about XPS and um, demand CS. Yeah, and demand, CS, demand CS. Yeah, demand CS, and the reason why I look at demand CS is that under my conditions, I get anywhere from two to three months of insect control when sprayed at outdoor pest rates. Like for mosquitoes and uh, nuisance pests in vegetation and foliage, I get I get pretty good residual right. out of that stuff. And that is on properties that either get a lot of irrigation or a lot of rain. So I know it holds I up. I don't. I don't think they get. A, I don't think they get irrigation. So they're basically like me at my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, whatever happens, happens. Right, right. And that's why I think so you know what? Maybe, maybe the Bifen XTS. Maybe, uh, but then even that Bifen XTS, no. Bifen XTS only has good residual if it's in soil or if it is soaked into wood. Because I'm familiar with Bifen XTS, and that is a solvent based concentrate. It's an emulsifiable concentrate. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was and, thinking about that because it was the oil base. Yeah. However, as an oil base, when it is used on plants and vegetation, the residual qualities of that are not as good as, say, a microencapsulated product. It's not as good. So even, I mean, stacking, so even stacking that with a methylated seed oil, um, wasting even time then, yeah, you're wasting time and money. I mean, uh, and th there's a reason why I just uh, go straight for the demand CS because that's micro encapsulated. So that's why it lasts. See, this, it lasts. This is what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, because it, it lasts way above and beyond by Fintrin because when applied to surfaces and structures, for example, that micro encapsulated. Demand CS, you know, that's three, four, five, even six months or longer indoors. It'll be there for a while. I call that, you know, three mile island for bugs. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, we've, 
we we've seen my uh 24 hour kill exactly of, uh, yes y- you and me coming up with this kill yeah yeah i know that one because uh i'm familiar i'm familiar <laughs> quite familiar in fact that so, was great. I get she texts me probably every four days, going, "How did you figure this out?" <laughs> and by the way, that was the one that the uh, wife sold for one hundred fifty bucks. Oh, that I, <sighs> yeah, that it's oh. that one. Oh no, yeah. So you see, yeah, you know, at that price, you cannot afford a callback. I get it. Okay, you can't afford a call. No, and like <laughs> every three days, she's like, "Oh my god, what did you do? Oh my god, how how did you figure this out?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm good at what I do." Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's called your standard high efficacy vegetation management uh, treatment or application. You see, the kind of stuff that I'm telling you is standard for railroad tracks and utility right-of-ways because they shan't be effing around either. No. <laughs> right? One and done, right. man. <laughs> One and done. Exactly. Done. <laughs> so, Demay, if we have time, I have one question for you. Well... And uh, yeah, is this, is this well. a quickie? Is this, is this a quickie? Are we doing foreplay or what? What's going on here? <laughs> well, I mean, you want me to take your balls or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. My 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 balls are fine. Thank you for asking. All right, let's go. <clears throat> so, with the doubt, the uh, drought that we've had going on right here, um, I've looked at a chelated iron with a twelve zero zero. I'm looking at a Lebanon uh, 6111 with Mesa and then going out with an Armada. Okay. What are your yays, nays, and what do I like? What are we, what are we, what are we doing this on? Is this un- like, is this centipede? Is this Bermuda? Is this tall fessy? What are we talking I'll about? Ta- Tall type, turf type, tall fescue, in drought in South Carolina. Uh, I wouldn't be. I'm not going to be doing a whole. I'm going to be not going to be doing a whole hell of a lot to that. I think you save your money, you batten down the hatches, and you hope that your program from last fall gave you enough roots to live through this shit. I don't know. I mean that that. <laughs> you want to know what I'd be doing? You want to know what I'd be doing? I'd take all that fertilizer well, budget. I I'd go buy me some hoses and I'd be out there setting up a temporary irrigation system. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we I'd have be a setting well. up. He has a well. I just actually dropped the sump pump three hundred and forty-two feet deep. Mm-hmm. And we're irrigating it like above ground mm-hmm. with sprinkler heads. Hmm. So we're getting the water to it now. But uh, we've been watering product. probably two inches every three days, and it's still crispy. 
What? Two yeah. inches every three days. Something's not right and there, it's bro. Still crispy. What kind of That's soil are we dealing with here? Uh, the one that I pulled time? up back in when I was on Thirsty Thursday. But I done all the recommendations per Clemson of the um, phosphorus and lime. Okay. Hell, my ber- my Bermuda's crispy. It's green, but it's crispy. Man, so I, I you're saying you are you sure that you're putting up two inches? Yeah, I have every t- rain gauges and everything, and I'm the one controlling the water. Nice. So uh, a couple of things. Number one, fertilizer wise. Um, I, I don't know that I'd be using the 6111. Uh, let me send this label here to J-Pink so he can throw it up. There we go. J-Pink, go ahead and pull that up. Ray, I need you to mm-hmm. pop a baby aspirin when you watch the, when you look at the first derivative on this. Is that the Lebanon measles? Yeah. Well, it's, uh. There's six six one eleven, right? Yeah, but it's the Lebanon Mesa six one eleven. Well, yeah, it combines Mesa and sulfate of potash. Yeah, it's there. Mesa sulfate of so... potash. But here's where this product will actually start to hurt you rather than help you. Okay, mm. we did an entire show. On sewage sludge, we did a we did a, a show on sewage sludge, right? And yeah, not only are we giving the lawn unknown things, the nitrogen contained in a product like this, the nitrogen from the sewage sludge, you don't know when it's going to release, and odds are, because it is. Are you talking the two percent uh, other water soluble nitrogen? Actually, I'm talking about the two point three percent water insoluble nitrogen, because oh, MISA okay. is con- is considered water soluble. But then, the thing about sewage sludge based nitrogen is, my experience with it is that it tends to release at inopportune times. And your inopportune time on your turf-type tall fescue is in midsummer during the hottest weather. All right. Let me set the stage for you, all right? (laughs) And let me use an analogy that you might understand, BB. All right. (laughs) Imagine me, my fat, gangly, gluttonous ass, and I don't get to have beer for an extended amount of time, right? Dreadful, awful, terrible. I know. What would I do? (laughs) Now, let's say you want to give me, you know, some some happy pills, something that's going to, all right, well, you know, if if, if everything goes according to plan, uh, you know, DeMay will be at least a little bit happier, even though he's not getting the beer. All right, fine, cool. I'll munch those up, snort them, shoot them. You know, absorb them rectally, whatever. Now, 
you're doing the same thing here by taking your 6111, putting that activated sewage sludge out there, and what you're putting it on is a plant in a compromised state, okay? Shit is crispy, as you said, and it's not very happy, and so now I want you to imagine that somehow, and by some stroke of luck, that the water from the sky turns on, and in June or July, it's a deluge. You're getting thunderstorms, cold fronts are passing through, all this other stuff, and then guess what? You have got turf that is absolutely sapped, i.e. me, and uh, no beer, right? That is in a dire state, but now I'm getting all the beer I want, and now the turf is getting all the fertilizer it wants because that activated sewer sludge is releasing in the presence of water and heat, and now you've got a one-array freight train to a complete and total fall renovation because that fescue will be fucked. So... My only caution there is to be very careful with what you do using that particular product. My uh, assertion here would be to play it safe, try and use, you know, you can use your liquids, but uh, that is also, you know, you got to make sure you can irrigate that stuff. So if you have a bubble air and irrigation, make sure it's set up, make sure it's working. Go ahead and uh, run it, do a couple of quick spins of the heads before you apply that 1200 product with the chelated ion and uh, then watered in directly afterwards. So all I can say is... Uh, well, green ore was careful. out of stock, so I was looking for options. Call, listen, you know, <laughs> don't just go look on the internet and, and assume. Call the people that make it. Call Ryan Orr. He'll probably find a way to make it happen for you, right? <laughs> mm. Well, I talked, yes. I talked, I talked to the, the vice president of customer service, at uh, Ryan Nor and uh, for Ryan Nor and for Lawn Supply Company, had drinks. And well, hey, with tell Nor and uh, Burgundy happy birthday. Sorry, it's late, but uh, I was gonna no, I was gonna tell him here before the end of the show. I was gonna let him know, but yeah, um, unless she's got a birthday coming. We all have a lot of birthdays. So Ray, I don't know what it is, but uh, there's something about you know. Uh, early to mid-August, right, that makes people want to fuck, apparently. Well, I mean, uh, I can I can figure out... The kids uh, are going back to school. Let's bang! Yeah, well, <laughs> I can figure out kind of what, what happened with me is uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, my f- father, uh, you know, got a little frisky uh, the first months of the year. Oh, so you're a uh, you're an October baby, August, August. Oh wait, the first month of the year that'd be like the last month. That'd be like December. Yeah, December. Like I'm a June baby. Yeah, well, let's see, Christmas. June. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's like I'm kind of wondering. Uh, like I said, uh, what was my father? Uh, was my father feeling frisky and say that November December time period? Because I know that. Uh, old man would be kind of uh, off the rails between uh, Thanksgiving through Christmas. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. That that would be, uh, there's got to be a site for that where you type in your exact birthday and it goes back nine months to see if there was any major happenings at the time that would have caused people to come together and procreate. So I, if there's not, it should be that would be my retirement hey. thing. And I do. Hey, but JP, what... can we make a link for that? <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Yep. 
It's called. Uh, I would advise anybody who's thinking of doing this not. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> I, I think it's a great. I it, it, the uh, the URL is not going to convey the uh, the attitude and inflection of that of this statement, but you know we need to have uh, it, it kind of in a disgusted voice. My parents had sex dot com. That's what we did, <laughs> and that would be the that would be the the URL. So my parents had sex dot com. Jay Pink, if it's not bought. Go ahead and get it, and and we'll figure out how to connect Wikipedia and do some kind of bot or something. BB, uh, I will. Keep it I, will wet. I will pay half for that. All right, <laughs> it's going to cost like six bucks, dude. You know, send it to me in quarters or dimes. I don't care. Um, I how love you. You're doing. Details? You can. You're doing great. I know it's tough down there. There's no water. Keep it wet, BB. That's what you do. I'm trying to. Appreciate it, y'all. All right. All right. Have a good night. Y'all too. We got some characters here, Ray. It is a it is a show and a uh, a channel filled with characters. Uh, and okay, let's see who this is. Caller, you're live. What's up? Is this a safe place? Uh, I mean, it can be. Can you show me on the doll where they touched you? <laughs> Last time I called in, I was assaulted verbally by Mr. Martin. Is he still there? I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably watching and muttering swear words under his breath right now. <laughs> he verbally assaulted not- someone, but he said it was me, but then it wasn't me, and then it was me. I didn't know what happened. I feel I feel as I don't know if it's safe hey, to ask questions yet. Wait, I gotta see if I can find this picture. Hang on. Let me let me let me do this real quick. This is important. Uh let me see. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is too good. This is too good. All right, let me send this. J Pink. Go ahead and throw that up for us real quick. The worst part so is everybody can see. It. Listen, hey. Oh, that's too bad. Listen. This is our caller right now, uh, and that's the most meat he had Wait. had in his mouth in quite some time, and I was there for it. I was proud, and it's his birthday, <laughs> so he might do this again. He might even do it again. Oh, man. Might, I mean, might do- that, that is just are you gonna, uh, what, what's your, a picture listen, of I, this awesomeness. Is a, that is this a is a question for you. <laughs> your, this could be past, present, right? your ideal birthday dinner like if you could go back if you could go to any restaurant that's either currently existing or is like since closed down or something like that for a birthday meal a special meal you know uh where would it be and what would you have where what what's the restaurant and what would you eat very important <clears throat> the restaurant the restaurant could change I actually like where we went george's um but i definitely would it would probably be it wouldn't even have to be a restaurant a true, like, gotta have birthday dinner is a clam boil and some lobsters. Oh, that, man. That, that, George's that, was uh, legit. That's it right there. A full-blown clam boil 
get that thing out. But you got to throw the little Portuguese in there. You got to have the charisse in the inside the clam boil in the pot with the little baby potatoes, corn, the hot dogs. Mm. Oh and wow! Just, and banging down little necks. Uh, and I mean butter. I mean real butter. We don't want that. You know the wild crap that's gonna you know like kill me, kill my ass later. I want real butter that's <laughs> yeah. gonna kill my heart. You butter got, does uh, not then, kill then, your heart, and lobster. I, you know, <laughs> and then I need I need a not just one lobster, and I don't want a big one. I like the pound and a half, pound and a quarters. Those are beautiful, tender, delicious. Give me mm-hmm. two, three of those bad boys. I'll eat all day. I will. I will just devour that. Man, lushy man, because uh, I was just uh, you know looking at between that. Enormous steak, uh, because by the way, Lushy, I n- you know me, I would definitely be down for a steak that size. I would love to, okay. Ray. I would love to sit and eat a steak that size with you. That would be a, <laughs> that would be glorious. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you see, opportunities for that uh, could probably come up. I mean. It, it could come up. I mean, not necessarily uh, up in up in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, but uh, you know, there's chatter or talk about uh, another meetup this year, and of course, uh, Jay Pink tells me that we have to get to uh, a certain number of patrons to make that happen. Well, what's we're the not, number we need to be to? Get- one twenty-five. One twenty-five. Or one twenty-five. Yeah, one twenty-five. And and what are we at right now currently? Ninety-five. Five. Ninety-five. Well, I mean, let's go, people. I mean, it's nothing. Ryan DeMay just told you that the going out to the airport has gone up. The wife just went grocery shopping for three hundred and fifty dollars and came back with half a refrigerator full. It's five dollars a month if you want to be a cheapo. Get on, get on board, sign up. Is an yes, unbelievable yeah. amount of information. Ray will teach you how to burn a lawn so you have at least a thirty percent callback rate for people freaking out because their lawns are burning. Because of what you sprayed <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just say the bent grass has gone bye bye, Ray. The bent grass has gone six. to sleep. The bent grass yeah. has, has gone has gone bye bye. Uh, is it uh, is it tapping out right now? <laughs> is it tapping? Oh, the out? picture I put up. Yes. Oh, the picture I put up in Dirty Deeds was all bent grass back there, and there's other lawns where all it's right. just smoked. Yes, absolutely smoked. Yes. They want to know why there's awesome. big dead brown spots in their lawn. I'm like, eh, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, that that I, I tell people that was planned. That was planned yeah. and intended. <laughs> yep. That's what I tell people the when, com- when the company, Brown, Brown. I was going to say the company line is the uh, mild winter, the mm-hmm. early warm up we had in March and early April, and then the cold spell that then followed at the end of April has made us have an aggressive herbicide application plan to corral the weeds mm-hmm. under control. There may be some. Tip burn and unfortunately some minor tracking, 
but don't worry, it'll all grow out. It'll all grow out, and then and then you have your grass back. I mean, so yep. uh, the, the alternative is is that I, I'm I'm hearing chatter also of these people that are basically telling True Green no Hell more yeah. because True Green's been coming to the lawn for in some cases more than a year, and these people still have the same weeds. Yes, a friend of ours, uh, maybe a, maybe a uh, a sponsor of the show, is talking about mm-hmm. a uh, three year lawn with multiple stages of clover. Mm-hmm. And I have, I actually have a, a customer who wants to sign on who uh, is had prepaid with their uh, other provider, and is just waiting mm-hmm. to try to get their money back to figure that out. They came in and sprayed it. It kind of singed up. I drove by and saw it, but we'll see what the mm-hmm. The clover will probably roll through it because they probably just hit it with oh, it, a three-way. Yeah, well, that that's and like it'll, the typical, it'll curl and then come back. That's my experience with your bulk, low-cost three-ways on something like clover is that the clover will get a little bit sick from it, but it'll recover and come roaring right back. On the other hand, yep. I know how to make clover talk. We gotta put a little bit of make it in that bad boy, and and some triclopyr. I mean, I, I have ways of making it talk. Ounces to the acre, and then I mean, if you want to get spicy, throw a little mesotrione in there. Just get get a little mode in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, uh, because my question is: is how many color colors can you make the weeds turn before it dies? I I'm personally want one color in, dead. In, no. <laughs> I'm personally in favor of yellow, white, and then brown. <laughs> yep. That's my favorite colors. Those are my Sounds favorites. Like time, <laughs> Sounds like the last time I had the stomach flu, right? right? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yuck. <laughs> yeah, yellow, well, white, I'm calling and in with brown. A, I'm calling in with a two-parter here. I, I got, I'm, call, I'm okay. asking for a friend uh, mm-hmm. who has been asking me. Uh, he's been asking about fungicide, which... Ryan tried to segue into in the beginning of the show. He was talking about fungicides. This mm-hmm. person has been asking me about, uh, and I think it's for ease of application, and I understand that. He's been asking about granular application of fungicides, which I know is slightly frowned upon, yeah. versus a liquid application. <laughs> I proceeded to ask him, what is, what is, what were, his problems last year as far as what funguses was he having with i couldn't get a straight answer i kept getting but what about this and i would get like uh <laughs> heritage g hey, what, what, hey, what, now, what's my, now i might i i possibly by ryan's chuckle he may be getting the same text <laughs> from the same person so Two things here. Leaving that One, person anonymous because we love them. I know who you're what talking about. What do you guys about. think about that? I know who you're talking about, and I I'm respect this person. I respect this person, even though there's a lot of people that don't. But I still respect well, this, this person. Is true. I, I love them. Um, the uh, I I don't. I, I my why. my reply was to him was just send me fifty bucks. Slap yourself in the face, and we'll call it even. If he wants to put granular <laughs> fungicide out, 
It is a fool's errand. I thought that was a good deal. Especially, especially in the in the location that he's in. And Ray, you know this because we've talked about this before. And Matt wouldn't understand this because he's not here and hasn't seen the movie all the way through. But uh, this is a perfect example of Full Metal Jacket, one of the great Stanley Kubrick movies of all times, where Ar- Arlie Ermey's at the top of the uh, you know the ladder exercise, right, and he is screaming at Private Pile to get the fuck off my obstacle. <laughs> Get the fuck yes. off my obstacle. Yeah. If this individual was climbing my obstacle and told me, hey, before I go over this other side, what do you think about granular fungicides? I would tell him to get the fuck <laughs> off my obstacle. <laughs> and if he's listening right now, I hope that you hear what I'm saying when I say, get the fuck off my obstacle. So, the goal. I, yeah. I, I, I can't be part and party to this. I, I, I'm not going to recommend a granular well, fungicide. It's an, it's a, it, I mean, I know your stand on it, and I brought it up in, in jest because I know you guys truly hate it, and I tried to relay that to him. And Yeah, I, 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 I hate it. Well, he, he, he is a bit of a sadist because when I, asked, when I told him that just pay me the 50 bucks and slap himself in the face, he said, what's your Venmo? Mm-hmm. So, Ugh. yikes, <laughs> yikes, because, uh, you know, seriously speaking, the only time a granular fungicide is even worth it is in cases where you have a soil or root borne disease and you're applying that fungicide preventatively because do you know what? makes me cringe is when I see people throwing granular fungicides on a leaf and shoot disease. That's, uh, that's just horrible because I guess, I guess to help maybe somebody. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I figured it out. What might be a leaf and shoot disease? What might be like as a description, what could be like quick, Rattle off a couple leaf and shoot diseases that that it wouldn't work on. Okay, dollar spot, uh, okay, leaf spot, uh, rust, powdery mildew. I mildew. Mean, yeah, throwing granules for those diseases is uh, rather pointless uh, because you're missing where the disease is first of all, and in order for that granular fungicide to even have any effect on that disease, you have to hope that, one, once it gets in the lawn, it gets watered in sufficiently to enter the root zone. And then once it enters the root zone, it has to become up, upwardly systemic into that leaf tissue in sufficient concentration in order to work. And here's what I know about a lot of the fungicides on the market nowadays. They are more downwardly systemic rather than upwardly systemic. In other words, they do better moving from the leaves down to the roots rather than the other way around. And heritage or azoxystrobin is an example of a fungicide like that, where it does better going downward from the leaves to the roots rather than back up into the leaf tissue. 
Yeah, but it can go up. It can, right? but yeah, but yeah. it's it's but better it for root. You know, if you're go, if you're gonna have it go down, right? It's really only gonna impact the root. In in mm-hmm. okay, we're going down a wormhole. Here's what I'll say. You want me to yeah. solve this real quick, Lushy? <laughs> I yep. will say yeah, this. Yeah, you get sum it up. If that individual is dead set on applying granular fungicides, then my only ask of this person is that they only buy those from golfcourselawnacademy.com and the fine folks over there because, boy, howdy, <laughs> if anybody in the YouTube space knows all about uh, granular fungicides <laughs> and how to use them or have no fucking clue about how to use them it's those folks over there and that's where this individual should go to get them because they are without question the experts in the field and uh we love them for it we really do so uh go there right now golf course academy golf course lawn academy or whatever we're gonna leave it at that i want to i hope i can go on to my next point was actually for the reason i called do I still have the time? Is there still time? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. You're, 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 you're good. Go for it. Okay. I, so Jay Pink, I sent you some stuff. Can you flash that up? I sent. I bought some products. We're gonna go right into the granular uh, product here. And I purchased oh, just yeah. some uh, F, some FAFO. I wanted to see. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do a little testing. How a, uh, a granular moisture manager might work on a non-irrigated lawn good because mm. if j pink fast flashes up the other the weather data that we've had oh, we I are thought, in I the thought. midst of a little bit of a drought yeah it's getting a little toasty uh in the east half of the united states i heard it's getting a little toasty yeah especially when you smash ah. everything with six ounces of sulfentrazone oh well, gee, everything, I mean, everything's a little crispy. Everything's a little crispy. Hey, burn and return, baby. Burn and return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hey>. Yep. <laughs> Only the people that aren't watering correctly is where there's an issue on that end. But I really mm-hmm. wanted to know what your thoughts were about that, a granular product in a uh, moisture manager versus a liquid. I bought okay. 10 bags uh, just to screw around and see. Because I've used, in my fungicide program, I generally would use a liquid mixed in. Need to be watered in right away. I don't have control of my clocks, like, which I would love. Um, so I have to rely on a homeowner to come home and water it as soon as they get home. Versus the granular where it could be activated when they do that. So I'm just curious as to what your thoughts were. So uh, I'll give I'll go first here real quick. I've used uh, granular wedging agents for uh, I don't know sixteen plus years very effectively uh, in a variety of different situations. Uh, not always the way that you were going to use them, but I've seen them used in that type of setting, right in a non-irrigated space, and they've done exceedingly well. So, you know, the big drawback on those is, um, well, pro-con, right? So, uh, pro is, you know, they're super easy and quick to apply. Um, they last longer than what a uh, liquid would for sure. And well, I shouldn't say for sure, but in most cases, generally speaking, they last longer. And uh, the con is the price. It's 
they're more expensive on a per thousand basis than what a liquid is, generally speaking. So, right. you know, you factor all yep. those things in and you start to look at, okay, well, uh, you know, can I spread a fertilizer and spray a, uh, a, a wetting agent at the same time or something like that? So I'll be interested to see what your customers see, what you see, and if those two things align, because I do know that they can be very effective. Very effective. So my thought was to use this in a two-part. One was just on a, on a pure test of a non-irrigated lawn and try it out there just, just to see. And I only the fact that it's his front lawn on a very busy corner where we've kind of taken over as a uh, project. I would love to do half, but I think I have another site to kind of like do a little non-irrigated area where I can mess around and just do it in a specific area. But the thought was to use this with our uh, fungicide. So when we go out and do a fungicide application, we're applying that, try to help mitigate the amount of water that the homeowner would have to put out. I think it's fine. I could be, go- I could be going down the wrong road. No. Nope. You, know, you can tell me to no, turn no, around not. and go back. No, nope. you're fine. Not at all. Not at all. Because in this case, that granular moisture manager slash wetting agent is going to just stay there and the next time it rains that wetting agent is going to activate and then help that water from the rain get down rather than running off if say the turf has become hydrophobic because i'm familiar with this condition in turf areas where after prolonged periods of drought or lack of water you have a hell of a time getting that area to accept water again. Have you ever seen that, Ryan? Where after some, somewhere's been dried out for a long time, it doesn't want to re-wet? I mean, that's yeah. kind of where, for me, well, I know personally... Right, yeah, Correct. for me I... personally, that's where I get the that gun that attaches to the hose that you drop that eight ounce uh, pellet of solidified wetting agent in it and you start tringing the turf. I mean, that's, that's my usual in that case, just to get it to accept water again. <laughs> no doubt about you know, it. And I think that's, that, that's, that's a challenge always, always, always mm-hmm. is trying to get some of those things to rewet. So, all right. Uh, Lushy, we're going to do our mailbag yeah. segment and I think we're going to try and get out of here by about, 11 o'clock-ish, and then get on over to the after show here. So any other questions, thoughts, anything you want to leave us with? No, no, I think you guys answered it. I think we uh, we helped the other one, the other gentleman, because actually he's he's texting me and at, saying, so no granulars. I think he got our point. He says no granulars. Yes, yeah. I'm answering you. No granulars. All right. Hey, listen. I, I'm, uh, I'm good. We, all right, well, <laughs> we love you, and... We appreciate you plugging uh, or, or making us plug uh, golfcourselawnstore.com for our fine friend who's going to use all the granular fungicides he can use and maybe then some. Maybe then some. So, <laughs> And uh, if you don't want to go to the golf course lawn, I am a big fan of uh, Lawn Supply Company. Uh, I yeah. would definitely go in that direction. If you didn't want to go to golf course lawns, I don't blame you. High-quality product, great advice. If you want your lawn to look like a hot dumpster fire on a train track with a train coming, follow that course. 
If you would like a nice <laughs> green lawn, though, maybe Lawn Supply Company would be where you'd want to go. Kaboom, mic drop. Lushy, thank you. It was great yeah. talking to you. All right. We've got one more call to make, Ray. We've got to dial out here on this one. Jay Pink, go ahead and dial out. Yeah, dial out. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. <laughs> Calling. Hello. Hello, Mr. Outlaw. <laughs> Hi. Paul hey. Outlaw. What's going on, my man? Oh, I'm trying to get y'all over to my Bluetooth here. Let me see if we're... Uh, you all, you all fancy yeah, here, man. Blue, you're we're Bluetoothing you and everything, man. That's uh, that, that that that's his that's his hands free. My in vehicle technology to work here. So I just thought, <laughs> my old fashioned way through the earpiece. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got a ro- I got a rotary dial phone at home, Paul. So I, I feel you. I get it. I understand. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know sometimes your finger gets stuck in a little hole. And when you when you take we the, still talk uh, about the phone can oh. part off that you talk into, sometimes you can, you know you can't get that far away from the wall and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time that every time that phone sex operator asks me to press one to add more minutes, it's hard for me to stick my finger in there and and do that. It's just <laughs> it gets I get confused and it gets complicated and there's a, there's a brief delay there that ruins the mood. It's 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 quite infuriating. But all right, that, Paul, that is the drawback. <laughs> all right <laughs> listen so uh, uh regardless of our uh touch tone versus uh paul style uh conversation here what do you got for us tonight what's going on in paul's world oh man i'm trying to finish up on a bunch of warm season stuff new customers that the phone keeps ringing on that end and i got i got to get those out of the way and just convert over to start getting my uh, fungicide rounds out on my fescue we're already seeing a little bit of fungus action in some of the fescue and it's it's it's, it's just getting hot now it, it's been kind of cool and dry so it's not been as urgent as it generally is we like to have that down by the middle of may usually but uh hasn't happened for us this year yeah and i mean I, I get that, and I feel that like I'm not in anywhere close to where you are from a climate perspective or a, a location perspective. But yeah, like you know, up here where I'm, you know, again, I'm the only idiot that's growing Bermuda grass, and so like we are just now able to transition because we finally got enough, you know, warm temps to spray salvinillurias and spray out our ryegrass and vertic- vertica and scalp and do all that good stuff that we really need to do to have a good transition and oh by the way right we've got you know our first real hot humid stretch coming here so yeah the fungicides are a flying this week and so i get it man it's 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 tough in this stretch here you know uh on the transition for the warm season and getting going with the fungicides i mean is is this your busiest time of year is this where you feel like man like i can't 
I can't rest for a minute because something uh, could go wrong. It, it's up there because you're you're doing so many different things. The, the fall is usually when it's super hectic because you're trying to feed all those yards and maybe try to get some. I mean, then you you want to get some pre-emergence out on the warm season stuff, but generally don't. I don't generally have time to get to very many of them, but just the the fall is usually a little little tighter. But this, I don't know this 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 time of year right now this year is is as busy as we've ever been. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and kudos to you because I know it's tough, and I know that. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do in a in a case like yours. You got so many clients, and you you can't like really respond to weather. It's not like, well, hey, it's going to be hot and humid for the next four days. I'm just going to go and get all that fungicide out. I mean, it's great to say that and think that, but uh, you might have things you got to tend to in your warm season lawns because as it's warming up, those might need a little bit more TLC to get going and look good, right? Coming into uh, the hottest part of the year, so. It, no, I always uh, I get pissed. I get legit pissed when people are are like, "Well, you know, Matt always jokes about the lawn boy stuff and everything like that, and how he feels slighted, jaded, everything like that." And I had never really thought about it much before, but now that I see it and I hear it, it does it. It it, it grinds my gears. And if J Pink uses that little fucking thing, I'm gonna get pissed. Um, it'll grind my gears even more. <laughs> I but, can't find uh, it fast enough. That's right. That's right. I gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. Um. <laughs> yeah, I had an exciting one today. I, I seeded a Bermuda yard because I, I, I guess I killed the man's yard part of it anyway. I, I don't know, but it, I mean, I, I was, I was the last one there, and it, it, it looked dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah listen listen if the cop if the cop if the cops were there if the cops came they'd be like you know mr outlaw you were the last one that was seen with this yard when it was still yeah, alive um, this, this, yeah. you have an well, alibi <laughs> in all fairness this is a yard that i spray on uh contract kind of for the maintenance people so i never even really deal with the customer and uh i I've sprayed it for a few years now. It's never a spectacular lawn. It's just it's just there. But uh, I probably spray it, what do I say, three or four times a year, maybe. And uh, I sprayed it when it was dormant. And, I mean, it, it, it was still there, you know, just dormant, non-spectacular lawn. And this spring, about a, eh, I'd say probably 2,500 square foot patch just didn't come back oh man uh, i I, I assume responsibility (laughs) but uh i i told the guy who does the maintenance said that uh he sawed it for me just just charged me for the sod i said well you know what if we can we can get that done for you know under a thousand bucks and i don't have to go back and and deal with it and you know don't have to worry about it or spend time saving it let's let's just do that and get it out of the way so they go to look into that and you know the side place is out of side so oh wow there's that there's so that. the only the only thing you sell and uh they're out of it put the put the nitrogen bomb on it today so we'll see what happens <laughs> 
there there's there's some Bermuda surrounding. It, I, I'm, the the patch that died was centipede. So I mean, I probably did the dude a favor in the long run, but we'll see. <laughs> did you? I, I would I would have put that on the invoice. Did you a favor? Eight hundred bucks and yeah. see two hundred bucks. Like yeah, that, you should have. You should have. No, seriously. Like I. <sighs> That's the one part, and and again, that, that's that's the space I have the least amount of experience is just residential wild care, and uh, I, I I it's it's so hard and it, it's so hard to keep everybody happy, and I don't know how you guys do it sometimes. I really don't. So I I commend you, and you know, hey, and kudos to you too for stepping up and saying, hey, listen, like it's messed up, it's our lawn, we're gonna own it, we're gonna fix it, and that's that you have some guys that are just like hey guess what i'm canceling your account i don't service you anymore peace and we'll see you later uh and that's a, that's a terrible way to do business so again kudos to you stand up right, guy uh, paul we're outlaw gonna, we're gonna fix anything we screw up and plus the guy who does the maintenance on it i, I sprayed probably 150 properties for him so i mean I definitely well yeah you can't walk away angry with me and i mean he, he's not i mean he because he even told the the guy who owned the yard he said man he's he's never killed one before and all of them look great so I, I don't know what happened i'm not 100 percent sure that it was something i did but i i mean it certainly would would seem to be and i, I certainly can't go to the guy and say i didn't do it and right like right for, right i can fix it for a few hundred bucks that's whatever <laughs> I, 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 Guilt whatever, by association. I just hate spending the time on it <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's probably the big uh, the, and that's something we try to get across right to the pro applicators that we talk to on here right and you're not named because you get it but you know the doing stuff right the first time the callbacks do you know and nailing it right is so important not just because it's your name on it it's your reputation all that kind of stuff but man your time is so damn valuable. But you can't, you know, it, it's a double, you know, it, it's a double whammy that you have to go back to a property and do something because you're not getting paid for it while you're there. And you could be out making more money or even higher, you know, higher fees, whatever. And you're not out there either. And so, I, you know, we can't stress enough, like, why it's so important. And, and people look at us and roll their eyes sometimes and they're like, well, sometimes what you guys say is over the top. Like, literally people say this. And I, I, I get that all the time. comes from. See where that I comes get that from, all the but time. Right. I get it all the time, and my counter to that is, okay, when the grass dies, uh, who's responsible? Who pays for it? And I can't very well keep on doing that, for example, because eventually word gets around. Uh, and that's the thing. Lawns. Yeah, word gets around, you know. Well, and right, and, right, and so that's right. well, and, and it's just like Paul, like you know, suck eating a hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollars on, you know, some seed costs and your time and everything like that to go out there and seed that long. Yeah, it hurts, but you know what? Mm. Like the, the the fact of the matter is, is the reputation of, you know, Paul Outlaw is one of good quality, and if you have one lawn that's got your name on it, whether it's posted on a sign or not. You don't mm -hmm. want people thinking that. Like, that's going to cost you exponential dollars, right, in terms of what your reputation right. is and 
how people perceive you. So you get it. I know you do. Um, it's just unfortunate that you know some of the pros that we talk to uh, are, are short-sighted, and other folks that uh, use you guys right as service providers are so short-sighted to say as well. You know, hey, if that guy can't do it, somebody else can. Let's get that guy in here for five bucks. You know, cheaper. I mean, I've seen people do that. Seen people say, "Oh, someone said it was five bucks cheaper, so I'm going to go with them." And it's like, are you serious? Like, let's just say that you've got reputable company B, who's in the second slot, who's five bucks more. Like, you're you're going to sit there and tell me it's not worth it? But there are so many people that look at that and they're like, "Oh, it's all the same thing." I mean, surely they're all doing the same thing and using the same products and everything. It's like, not necessarily. No, not uh, at all. This is. Yeah. No. So, yeah, not the same. Exciting times, man. Put, put $200 worth of diesel in my truck this morning. To go out. <laughs> oh, you too. <laughs> huh? to you work. too. Be, you too, because uh, last last week uh, I saw the, ga- the the fuel pump go up to $200. I, I saw Ooh. the fuel pump go up to $200 and... It's okay. I'm doing all right. It's just that at the at the same time, uh, I literally tell people I do not waste time, and I'm not going to be holding people's hands as much as I used to either. Okay, I don't do that anymore. Not at not at. Uh, Two hundred dollars for thirty gallons of diesel. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's it's on. Yeah, but yep. yeah. Well, the 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 ceiling's got to be somewhere. Oh, uh, let's, uh, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. I think it's seeing the bottom, but I'm, I'm hoping that the. Paul, it's going to take a big old Mega Millions or Powerball jackpot to walk away here in the next couple of years. Let's just say that. Ain't nobody going to look at that uh, 401k or look at their business and be like, yeah, I can get out now and be fine. So, you know, hey, nose the grindstone. Keep pushing forward. That's all we can do. And uh, yeah, man, you're seriously, you're, you're, uh, you know, not blowing smoke, but you're, you're one of the guys that I respect a lot because of the way you do it. So thank you. So much for being a fan of the show. Thanks for being a guest on the show. Thanks for supporting us, man. We we certainly appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys too. And it was a it's a great honor to follow uh, Aaron Donnelly on his birthday here. Hey, Aaron Donnelly. Aaron Donnelly is. Uh, let me think about this here. He's uh, yeah, he's over. He's he's over fifty. So he's yeah, he's he's getting a senior coffee at McDonald's tomorrow. <laughs> I, I think Aaron's still in his forties. Yeah, I think he might I, be forty nine. I, I think I, he's I he might be a year away. He, I think he's a year. No, he's a year away. He's a year away. So next year, because at this time, he's going to live stream buying his first senior coffee at McDonald's. Because and then, of course, you know, he, Ray, he's he's going to sit down in the dining room, read the read like two newspapers, and then poop at McDonald's. Like that's what you have to do when you turn <laughs> cheap coffee, two well, newspapers, and a poop, and you can leave. Well. I'm I'm not doing that even though how's this one, Ryan? Mm. On one of the burn and returns this year, I am going to be fifty. 
for that show. Oh, I'm already Blowing. there, man. <laughs> I'm going to be 50. Paul, how old are you? I'm 50. Oh, man. all right. Yeah. All right. My my older January brother turns 50 this year. January, my, my brother's June of 72, and uh, I can't believe that shit, man. It's wild. It's it's something else, <laughs> yeah. and I I think that's more depressing than me uh, turning 39 this year. So it is what hey, it is, though. You got, so you got a, you got a long time ahead of man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I listen. Uh, what do we 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 had a burner I return episode called? Thing, uh, man. I never thought I'd see uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had a burner return episode that Matt aptly titled "Abusing Your Meat Bag," talking about our bodies and. Uh, yeah, I've certainly used mine as a punching bag, so it'll it'll be interesting to see. But hey, man, we appreciate you. We're gonna get out of here and get ready to go to the after show. So I hope you'll join us over there and listen. But uh, for those of you who don't know about the after show, what we do, how we do it, what goes on over there, um, as uh, as weird as this got, it's gonna get weirder. So uh, if you don't know how to get there, uh, go over to www patreon.com forward slash burn return go ahead and join over there get yourself linked up on the discord so that you can hop over see our private link for the after show which will be alive for 10 minutes 10 minutes only and then it evaporates into the ether never to be seen again uh we will talk about some current events uh in the turf industry if you want to call it that ray and uh, oh we'll provide some feed. <laughs> we will provide some feedback on the on those current events, and so it'll be fun. And uh, we highly encourage you to do it if you enjoy fun turf and uh, well, maybe some bad words. So with that, listen, we will see you all. If you are a member, we'll see you Sunday night for Burn and Return. If we're not, we'll see you next Thursday for this show. And uh, J Pink, quick update: What is next week? Who's next week? Anybody? Next next week is a thirsty Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. Yep. Well, uh, well, well described. All right. Exactly. Thursday, Thursday next week. Come hang out with us. See us then. Until then, we'll see you all later. All right. <laughs>